Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. So hi, Rontina. This morning, I'm with my friend Rontina, and um, I kind of sprung this on her, and we just want to talk to you today about real life and the things that are happening happening at summertime and things change a lot in the summertime, sometimes not as much as we want them to, <laughs> sometimes more than we want them to. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah my kids had cookies for breakfast this morning. Oh, so that's, that's the point of summer I'm at. That's a summertime treat right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Cookies. And they well, were cold cookies because I put them in the refrigerator to hide them from them. So I'm like, Hey, Pam texts, we're going to church. And uh, I'm like, here's some cookies, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And I probably forgot something else I said I would do today uh-huh. because that's where that's at the point of summer I'm in where, you know, I, we're here yeah, in the middle of it. So I get it. And I so remember those days. And some, we, sometimes we think summers will slow us down a little bit, but things seem to always just go at a rapid pace because we tend to feel that with other things, things that are different from when kids are in school, but you still have a lot going on. Yeah. So just share with me a little bit about so far what your summer is and what your plans and kids and you know that's the thing is i don't remember when we were younger and this is one of those compared uh now it's popular to say oh in the 80s we did this you know we're (laughs) at that point where when i was a kid it was in the 60s we did this um but so it's always these like 80s uh, even cartoons my kids watch we'll talk about hey back in the 80s we did this um in the eighties, we never counted the weeks of summer, you know, it was just the summer and it was this big chunk in this block. And you felt like you didn't see people from school or your school or anything forever. And it wasn't like, well, this week it's camp. There's only 10 weeks between now. And when you start back August 10th, I don't think Mm -hmm. anytime growing up, I knew the day school started back. Yeah. The day Aurora got out of school, she was like, Oh, we go back August 10th. And I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. But but it, it is, it's like that countdown on everything of this week, we have to do this this week. And, and from my childhood to now, you know, the main thing I always remember of the summer is vacation Bible school. Yeah. Um, and even as a teenager, because we would go and help out and, and that's like kind of the pinnacle. And then the 4th of July, the next marker yeah. of summer, you know, and then, uh, I don't, I don't even remember what happened between the fourth and when school started. What do we do yeah. those months? Well, we used <laughs> what to do always, we do? When we got out of school, though, the school year always seemed so long mm-hmm. for me. And I know people who really enjoyed it. That was not, I mean, I'm just being really transparent. Mm-hmm. That was not my thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did fine. I did good, well in school and all that kind of stuff. But I had, even as a little girl, had friendship issues and all of our kids, we see that going on today. And mm-hmm. it's so sad to see the bullying and the type of thing that, that, that goes on now. And it, and it went on then too. I yeah. think we just bring more attention to it now, yep. but, um, well, it changed. I think bullying even changed and friendships changed because there's a knowledge gap now. Right. Um, and, my daughter will come home and say, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. What is this at more of a rapid pace than maybe I did? Because there's so much more exposure to things. Kids have more options. The Mm -hmm. internet is in play and, uh, and it does change the dynamic of that friendship. And also I remember, you know, I lived in a little town and any of my friends who lived in town, that's who I saw in the summer. That's who I played with. You ride your bikes, you walk, you see them at the, you know, uh, we didn't go to like a park or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, the field, the woods, the whatever, you know, um, just walking around town. 
I didn't see friends who didn't live in town the whole summer. Right. Now it's, you know, you get the text messages and it's, you know, at the end of day or the end, the last day of school at the end of the day with the other parents that pick up, everybody's like, do you have my number? Text me. Do you have this? Do we have this? And, and that just automatically fills everything up with expectation. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, but I think a big burden for me as a mom and just trying to figure things out is the expectation. And then I'm also trying to live that Christ centered life where Mm -hmm. it's okay. So when I put these priorities in line and my friendships in line and my kids' friendships in line, what do we want that to look like? And, and, and so expectation creates disappointment, I think too, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to kids and friends and and us and friends and things like that. And and you would think that your kids' friendships and things like that that are going on in their lives would not create as much anxiety we see it create that in them, but it also creates that in us. And I think the rapid pace of what we do and how we we want, we look at things and we want things to work out for them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just apparent. That's how, and God's that way about us too. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that we want it to work out in a certain way, even in our children's lives. And usually it doesn't always, but neither (laughs) as an adult does it. But God uses those times in our lives to build us and build character into our Mm -hmm. lives so that we can deal with the things that might be coming that we can't see. And the great thing about that is that he does see all of it. We see the small part and we see the, the, um, you know, we perceive things to be certain ways. And so, and that's kind of where our faith has to come in because just because we feel like things are not working out the way we want them to work out or just because we feel like, Hey, I, 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 God, I'm not really, I feel like you're silent. And sometimes I think God is silent in our life so that we will search for him. And so when that happens, it doesn't mean that he's not working. And I think sometimes even as adults, we, um, just accept the fact that God's not going not God's not doing anything. And that's mm-hmm. not true. No. And, and, you know, even um, a sermon that pastor preached recently, he said, you know, you want to live that life. Even when you're sleeping, God is working for mm-hmm. you. So when we're at rest, God is working, you know, passionately on our behalf when we're living in, in that zone, you know, in that yeah. place with him, but also you know, we were talking about Isaiah, yeah. you know, before the podcast started right. and I just, you know, turned to it as you were saying that. And it does remind me of a verse he said yesterday and one I recently read as, um, in one of the, you know, Bible app studies mm-hmm. I've been doing Yes, and it's Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, which most people, you know, especially uh, growing up in the South, your grandma probably had the part about the Mount up on Eagle, on Eagle Eagle's wings. wings. Yeah. Somewhere in the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah you had true. that somewhere, yeah. but, but and the, the whole, picture, the whole and the picture, yes. Yeah. But the whole passage, you know, until you read it in that whole context, like, like pastor did, it's uh, it starts at verse 29 and it's, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases mm. strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, I underline that in my Bible, mm-hmm. shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. So it is the, you know, waiting. It is the waiting. And then I wrote down Psalm 127.3, which was a cross reference that that he did in that sermon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it is in that waiting 
is uh, he says, we ask that question, how can I help God? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what we should be, you know, that's what we're saying, but it's like, we're asking God, how can you help me when we should be saying, how can I help God? Yeah. And it's like, God, how can I help you get to my goal? Or how can you help me get to my goal? Or I, you know, I'm baptized now or I'm saved now. And the promise was you're going to help me do all these things. Right. And we have to reverse that. Yes. And, uh, and I even wrote, uh, how can I help you, God? And I marked out you because mm-hmm. like God's not that sing- you know, that that singular you, it's the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how can I help God? And in that waiting, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things we can do. <coughs> and, you know, you have to pray for that, uh, <clears throat> that fruit of the spirit to be able to wait and fill your life with these other things and gifts and blessings. So, so the thing that you're waiting on has time to work out. Right. And, um, and I think, you know, circling back to the friendship thing and how we started this is, um, you know, the anxiety that kids have and the anxiety and friendships that we have. And, you know, I, my kids go to a school where everybody picks kids up at the park, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause it's just a little neighborhood school and there's a group of parents on golf carts. There's a group of parents walking. There's the group of parents with the dogs. There's the really fit parents who ran there. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sitting in my car. <laughs> I drove to the park. Um, so it's like, even then I have anxiety. Like, are my friends, my kids, friends, parents going to like me? Are they going to, you know, want my kid to hang out with them? If they don't like me, then they're not going to let my kid hang out with their kid. Then my kid's not going mean, to, it's like this, like, in my brain, you know, right. all these things you worry about. And that's silly, but I can't help it. Like, and I can address that, like my anxiety and and then I'll just sit there. And lots of times that's when I read my Bible app. Right. And I found like that as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. for me to uh, divert my brain somewhere else. And then I've got my younger kid uh, who, uh, you know, does a good job of giving me something to do while I'm waiting on the older <laughs> kid. Um, you know, and even just now, it was so fun. Uh, real life. We're talking real life, y'all. Um, a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast who are based in our home church of cross life, they know my kids and just now you got to love it. Uh, they went out in the hallway to play so we could record this, although you'll probably hear them at some point. Um, my daughter goes, Oh, it's to, to the lady who's with them. Oh, it's okay. I know my way around. I was born to be here. (laughs) Pam and I just laughed and it's like, don't you wish you could go around with that kind of confidence? Yes. I mean, and she's got what, it. And that's what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. And somehow throughout our growing up and in, in, you know, even social media for adults, mm-hmm. and we talked about it for kids, but, oh, yeah. you know, we need to guard them from that as long as we can. Um, but we do that and we believe the lies of Satan, Satan. And mm-hmm. God says, hey, you're enough, but we don't feel like enough. Mm-mm. So if we don't feel like enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't believe we're enough. But that's going by not our faith, but mm-hmm. by our feeling. But and, and, and then we start F I L L I N G things mm-hmm. instead of F E E L. We're feeling yes. things. Yeah. Because we think if right. I don't feel like I'm enough. Exactly. I'm fill my life up with all these things that'll at least make me look like I'm enough. There's something else that I must need to do mm-hmm. so that I feel like I'm yeah. enough. But the thing we need to do, y'all, is how can I help God? Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think that you know, yeah. ask yourself that question. Then follow yeah. just and following Him step mm-hmm. by step. And a lot of times we look at, we think, oh, my purpose must be larger than what this is, and. Our purpose really, if we if we break it down to its bare bones, is 
one step at a time, doing what God is asking us to do, following him. Um, So that's our purpose, because Mm -hmm. as we're for today, my purpose is to follow God, to Mm -hmm. pray, to look at his word, to see where he wants me to go, what he wants me to do and to follow that. And that's going to lead me into tomorrow and the next step and the step. But my purpose then is always in following him. Amen. And and we get caught up a lot of times on, I don't know what the will of God is for my life. I don't know what the will of God is for my life. It must not be this. I must not be doing it. Everything. Yeah. There's, yeah. And I feel like that, that sometime is a disservice and I don't mean that in a bad way, mm-hmm. but I think even as growing up, it was always in church. It, you got to find the will of God yeah. for your life. You got to find the will of God yep. for your life. And and we weren't really discipled in a way because I grew up in a really small town. Mm-hmm. We went to church barefoot. I mean, it was just really my church was tiny with an outdoor bathroom. We didn't even have, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the outhouse. Um, we and had that, a scary basement. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of scary things about the old church buildings. <laughs> we had a scary. No, you didn't want to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you don't want. You just. Yeah, that. That's one was, way to keep yeah. your kids from having to go. Mm-hmm. Nope. We. I don't. Yeah. I can count the times I probably went. But yeah. Like I get it. Like that. Yeah. It's uh. So it's those things though that we think are. I I I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that in the Word of God, He is simplifying things that we make very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Satan loves to do that to us because he wants to get in there and change up everything that God says and maybe give us a little bit of truth and a little bit of a lie. But if it's got a little bit of a lie, mm-hmm. there is no truth. Yep. And we need to make sure that we are um, giving ourselves a break in some of the areas of our life and going back to the simplicity of what God says that it is. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean we sit back and don't do anything. That's not what I'm saying. And you know that. But right. it's it's there's that balance in the focus of our thing. And we need to be focusing on the things that God focuses on, mm-hmm. majoring on those things. A lot of times we get caught up on the minor things and we miss the major. Well, and it's, you know, um, I love it. You're talking about like our, our the way we grew up the 10 commandments are posted everywhere and not that they're not obviously things we, to me, if you're following that first commandment, he gives us the 10 commandments fall in line. Right. And you know, Matthew, Moses, Jesus, Paul all wrote somewhere and said somewhere, uh, you know, Jesus, obviously they wrote down what he said, um, in the Bible, but it's, you know, that first commandment is to love the Lord, thy God with all thy heart, um, their soul, their spirit, their mind, their strength, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things and the rest will fall in place. Yes, it does. And, and it reminds me of, you know, Bill Clinton's campaign when with the, you know, it's the economy stupid, you know, was the mm, sign that basically yeah. won him the presidency. It was in every um, office he had across the country you know, back in 1992 when he first ran for president. It's like, keep it simple, stupid. It is the economy, you know, kiss, keep it you know, like that. Yeah. That's the, the PR K-I-S-S. That's the uh-huh. PR thing for it. But but Clinton's uh, campaign knew just focus on one thing, the economy. Mm-hmm. And for us as Christians, we need to keep it simple and focus. We won't have those anxieties if we're loving the Lord and we're putting that and, you know, not needing our house to look like a pottery barn catalog. I love pottery barn, have all stuff, nice. but like yeah. it doesn't have to be clean like a pottery barn catalog all the time or, or comparing yourself to the Pinterest mom. If, if we can't, I don't even have it. I don't even have a lot of that social media 
because I don't want to invite that in my life. And that's not judgment on other people. I knew that what I would do, mm-hmm. I knew I would compare. I knew I would have to to see like, oh, Aurora doesn't have like uh, custom made gift bags for a birthday party that right. all the kids are going to trash and just want candy. But I've got to have these <laughs> custom ordered <laughs> these things, this, yeah. these mom pressures and these friend pressures we put on ourselves and um, having the latest backpack. And, and now it's with the, the water bottle, the the. The, everybody's got to have that one water cup. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I missed out yeah, on that one. It, it is. Uh, everybody's got to have this certain kind of reusable steel, stainless steel water cup. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it, first it was one brand, then another brand. And then, you know, social media influencers will, you know, get this other brand. And the brand now is like the thing that my papa used to take into the coal mines <laughs> with his coffee. <laughs> Like them old Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, yes. Stanley. You Stanley. knew exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But that's the yeah, hot water cup now. It is. Yes, it is. It's come back. And and it's like everything to that. And it's not, it's okay to have a Stanley. It's okay to have your favorite water cup. It's okay to do those things. But when they come from a place, it, it all depends on where it comes from in your mm-hmm. heart, I think. If you have to have it for completeness. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, like, oh, I checked my heart and that's not what I need. I need to fill my heart with the feeling, you know, instead, you know, for me, feel and feel sound the same because of my accent, yes, you know, me too. <laughs> so feeling. yeah, we have, I do that too. So, so, uh, the F I L L if you're filling, filling your heart up and your cup up with these things, then, um, then that's where it becomes something that you have to work on. And when right. your anxiety also does that, that's when you have to figure out like, okay, I have anxiety because of this It's coming from the wrong place. Let me step back and see what God says. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where, we talk a lot about our identity being in Christ. Mm-hmm. And when our identity becomes in anything else and we start um, identifying ourselves as that, whether it's anxiety or things that I want or mm-hmm. people to be around people. Yeah. Yes. Certain things. So when that happens, it takes us away from the major point that Jesus Christ is our identity. Mm-hmm. That's a great place for us to stop today. And we're going to pick back up right where we left off. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How does How can my identity be in Christ, and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.